If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. This is Duke Nukem, and when I'm not out slaying aliens and saving Earth's babes, I'm listening to Podcast Unlocked. Hail to the podcast, baby! Podcast Unlocked. Happy almost New Year, everybody. This is the second to last live unlocked of 2015. This is penultimate. Not live whatsoever. One of my favorite words, Marty. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Uh, we got we'll have another live show next week, and then we've been saving up all year again for an outtake show. We got some real solid goofs. <laughs> <laughs> It'll make no sense. It'll be totally dumb, but it might be funny out of context. You're gonna get a lot of out of context profanity. <laughs> yes. Uh, weird off topic that one, discussions. That, that one came will out be tagged. Oh, explicit. there were a couple things where we talked about something and it was like embargoed for like a month or two. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. I'm excited to listen to this because I, <laughs> I remember, am too. I remember certain moments where like that's gonna make the end of the year show, and that was nine months ago. <laughs> yeah. So I I, I did make like sure la- like I will listen to the whole thing oh, ahead yeah. of time to make sure there's not anything too incriminating. Yeah, make sure we didn't like lose our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I will do that. Anyway, uh, welcome to Unlocked 224, the world's number one Xbox podcast. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. That's Mitch Dyer. Hello. That's the drill yeah, behind the wall. I was just going like, to what is that? Yeah. I didn't Mar- want to break the illusion. But. Marty Sleva <laughs> and Destin Legary are here, our hero in blue today. Oh, thank you. Hero Looking in sure. blue. I like that blue. That's a nice blue. I do too. It's, it's actually almost a, a Superman blue. It's a size too large on me now, but I like the shirts. Oh, I'm so, losing yeah. too much oh. weight. Why <laughs> <Life laughs> is so I'm hard. My wardrobe sucks now. I'm just saying I need to buy a new shirt. I had to do that. When I moved here and I was, I ate like garbage because it was like burritos all day. Oh, yeah. Like you walk so much in the Bay Area that I lost like 30 pounds in six months and I was like oh literally none of the clothes I brought fit goodbye <laughs> donate yeah. I had to spend hundreds of dollars on shirts that actually <laughs> no fit. more fat mm-hmm. winter Canada clothes yeah <laughs> to be fair it was all toques and uh, yeah. you know sweaters <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah it's December 9th 2015 let's start with of course we knew that the game awards were going to be happening just far enough away from our recording time last week where we didn't want to hold the show up did you guys make like sick predictions did you call it no we knew most of the stuff Marty that's right (laughs) yeah Marty did you see the Baba Yaga I saw the Baba we're talking about the Baba Yaga well let's start let's start there (laughs) Uh, actually no you know we're going to get to all that in another segment so actually yeah I wanted to start first with sort of overall game impression overall impressions if I could speak properly, of the Game Awards itself, because this is a show that 
Uh, it's been put on for a number of years now and has uh, had some quality issues in the past. Big time. But yep. I wanted to start by saying I think this was, uh, and this is not a backhanded compliment, I think this was by far the best yeah. video game award show yet. Yeah, yes. I completely agree. I still think there's room for improvement, but uh, kudos to Jeff and his entire team for putting on something that wasn't embarrassing. Yeah, absolutely. This was much much closer to the GDC awards, which I adore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Than it was what Those aren't they really were doing previously. Like aired though, no, no, no not yeah, at all. They're just private. But it's like more in line with that. It's more like it's bringing that kind of respectful, reverent stage thing to the public, mm-hmm. while mm-hmm. also kind of getting them in with like well, world exclusive. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's you know, last year I thought you know, two years ago it was a disaster. Last year it was. Sort of rebooted. Steps in the right direction. Much and it better. was like so close to being good last it, year. But it was three hours long. It, it was, was also like, mostly ads. Like they were like, oh, and by the way, an award happened behind the scenes. Goodbye. Move yeah. on to world exclusive. And so this year, that was all tightened up as a tight two hour show. Mm-hmm. There were actual awards given, actual sincerity uh, from, you know, the likes of, of Jeff himself, you know, Greg Kiefer Sutherland, Kiefer, mm-hmm. Greg, yeah. Greg, uh, Greg Miller gave a yeah, fantastic speech. Was speech. Yeah, mm-hmm. Just amazing. So, uh, yeah, just, just bravo to Jeff Keeley. It's, uh, you know, of course there were complaints on Twitter. Oh, the, the reveals weren't that good this year. It's like, well, you know what? I mean, there were still some fun stuff, which we'll talk about. It's also the award show. Yeah. It's yeah. the award show. And there's a conference literally the also, next day. I was about to say so, also yeah. 2015. Well, a we Sony conference, conference. Yeah. literally every week. <laughs> yeah, that too. But uh, yeah, good stuff from Jeff Keeley. I hope everybody watched it on IGN or elsewhere. And if you didn't, make sure to watch it next year because it's turning into a really good thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Definitely. Uh, so now I want to talk about, now you guys talking about the other conference of the weekend, last weekend, and that's PSX. This is the second PlayStation experience. So what, you know, how do you guys, I ended up being out sick for the thing, but uh, how did you guys think of it? It was here. It was right in our backyard. Um how did it compare to last year's? And and as it re- pertains to our Xbox podcast, as the, someone gets a, Welcome back, a, a, a root canal behind yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, what, well, what can Microsoft... You know, we talked about this last year. Like, should Microsoft do their own thing? Yes. But, but what are the notes? I'm not, not necessarily asking the same question again this year, sure. but what are the, the takeaways from Microsoft from this as you guys see it. Have something big at the end, don't make all the big announcements at the beginning, and then have two hours of okay announcements. So I didn't watch the conference. So as somebody who came to IGN and like saw everything on the blog roll, it looked really good. Was it not? Yeah, I mean, the conference it was... It started strong. Uh, yeah, the conference became a victim of the fact that Sony had big presences at uh, Paris and yeah. at TGS. And sure. Like, it's just one of those, there's too much in the, in the uh, bottom half of the year. And so, yeah, aside from... Uh, like Uncharted and Final Fantasy uh, remake, it was sort of a lot of stuff was was a dud. A lot of segments went on a little too long, not enough reveals. Uh, so I think a lesson out of there is that which Microsoft has done pretty well, maybe even to their detriment, because Microsoft doesn't do or this year hasn't done nearly as many sort of big shows and conferences as Sony two. Has. Yeah, yeah. I mean they had Games Games, Games Comedy Three. That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Sony did. I mean Sony skipped on Gamescom, but then they had uh, Paris and TGS yeah. and now with the PSX. Um, but one of the things I noticed just from, you know, it was right in our backyard and I was there for like 10 hours both days. Uh, it was such a fun, positive celebration of, uh, yeah, it was PlayStation culture, but it was also just gaming culture. And yeah. just people who were excited. And like, that was our audience. Like, 
I, I cannot count the number of times we were stopped, like walking around the show floor of people who, you know, not only brought up uh, Beyond, but brought up, you know, all the other podcasts. You know, they were like, oh, where's Dustin? We want to meet Dustin. Or like, mm-hmm. oh, is McCaffrey here? We want to talk about Unlocked. And so, like, Microsoft needs. They didn't say that. that hundred, I swear to God. <laughs> they did. They don't I, I feel better. I, 100%. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think this is something like. I think one of the sort of soft skills or one of the reasons that Sony's pulled ahead in this generation is sort of that uh, really great two-way dialogue with the, with the fans and with the hardcore fans. And I think that's something Microsoft could absolutely learn Yeah, from. it's it's being human beings. Mm-hmm. Like they have Boys and Geo and Shu on stage and uh, uh, they have their executive leadership on stage being personable and funny and genuine. Yeah. Like they really not only care like, about... We're going to curse. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> they, they not only care about like the capital B brand, obviously they have to. It's what they do. It's how they make their money. But like they genuinely care about the people that play this. Yeah. They want their input. They care about the games. Like, yeah. And obviously Microsoft does as well. That's not to say that Phil and Phil his and team don't. Aaron and Chris. Yeah. But, and I've said this a thousand times on this show, and I think I know I totally get where it's coming from, but the presentations are a little more robotic and a little more sterile and more direct, like, this is what we're doing. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. And not as much of come be part of this with us. Yeah, I and you really hit it for, for me, Marty. I think what Sony has done an impeccable, almost flawless job of doing this generation is pushing, like, finding the – they're on the exact same wavelength with their hardcore fans that are uh, – you know, this word has come to mean something else now, but the, uh, you know, the the, the – uh, Influencers, mm-hmm. you know the people oh, yeah. that you know it means YouTubers now, but, but <laughs> the uh, yeah. the literal but, influencers, but the, the people that you know the, the buy that are the early adopters that buy the console and then tell ten of their friends how great yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Ten of their in friends who are not on YouTube fans who probably didn't, yeah, ha- and maybe not dipping into the generation until now, right? And those guys are the guys that that that, that were buying the Xbox 360 last generation. Like, man, you gotta you gotta get this system, and now those people are. More so in the, yeah. the PS4 camp. It's not to say that those people don't exist on the Xbox side, but and that's I feel like Sony just with even you know yeah this this the conference the PlayStation keynote w- wasn't super great mm-hmm. and it really ended on like uh, I literally was like oh it ended that, on a non note yeah was it. was it you thought something else was coming uh, it Paragon was Par- Paragon it was a, coming to uh, it was PS4 a, and then it just sort of ended yeah, yeah. It, there was a trailer and then it was like okay. The, like there was no it, that shoe, was the big bomb. Shoe was never on stage. Like it was wow. very weird. They even but, alluded to the fact, like it sounded to me like during the presentation there would be one more thing after Paragon. Not hey, we're ending with Paragon. No, probably would have been PlayStation Two backward compatibility. Yeah. Uh, in yeah. any case, I, I feel like Sony. Maybe. Yeah, they just really like with you know Uncharted is just this highly anticipated mm-hmm. game that uh, you know ha- we haven't seen it in a while. It's been several years, and and people are hungry for it. And they opened with it with a really interesting. Sequence yeah. of that, this mm-hmm. like, oh, it has some dialogue. I mean, most treat. of the stuff they showed was just cutscenes, right? It wasn't yeah. Oh yeah, play. and then they went to the again. They they hit the they pushed the fanboy button with Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy VII, VII. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and I feel like what Microsoft, I, you know, I I I think that Microsoft has really honed their conferences very well. I thought E3's conference was great mm-hmm. and yeah, Gamescom's was great. Yes, but for all the great stuff that Microsoft has shown, I don't think they've quite managed to hit that exact fanboy wavelength in the same way that Sony has. Totally. The the best example I can give is the the one the one time where Microsoft totally hit that was the backwards compatibility yep. thing. That 100%. like 100%. Everyone all the the hardcore, the engaged 
fanboy, you know, the the engaged Xbox faithful just fl- flipped out. Mm-hmm. But for as good as you know, Rise of the Tomb Raider was, and Halo Five was, and even Cuphead or and Sea of Thieves, yeah. like Sea of Thieves went over pretty well. But like, yeah, there just wasn't. I don't know if it's the the style of the presentation, like yeah. the way it's presented, as you alluded to, Mitch, yeah. or or something else. But it's just that like backwards compatibility, you could see the difference mm-hmm. in just like the. The, the crowd, just the fans, just like, yeah. whoa! Or even just weird things like uh, the Shenmue 3 thing on uh, Sony stage, which that game's not going to sell great. No. There's no, no world where that game sells great. No. Uh, but the reaction of that compared to something like Rise of the Tomb Raider, which Rise of the Tomb Raider is going to outsell it by leagues, but the reaction to Shenmue is so much stronger. I yeah, just, yeah that's I think a good point. A, a smaller number of louder, a vocal minority. I think it might be like... Shenmue is a surprise and a gesture of goodwill going farther than the expectation of a like great sequel. Yeah. Right. Like if if Metal Gear Solid Six is announced, obviously that's going to be amazing, but that's not going to go as far as something like Shenmue Three, like something sure something has, unexpected. I, yeah. Yeah. I think I wonder if maybe the difference is what what Sony's been able to hit on the messaging is the 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 things like Shenmue that aren't going to sell seven million units. Yeah. But they're going to engage. The success of the the excitement generated by that is going to move, is going to get people excited about the PlayStation brand, mm-hmm. which then makes makes it possible to sell the Rise of the Tomb Raiders yeah. of the world. Even though I've just crossed platforms, sure, there. Yeah. yeah. But like, yeah. So yeah, maybe if Microsoft focuses more on the the Cupheads and the Sea of Thieves rather than like, well, here's the three minute, well, here's a quick trailer. That's so much for, more interesting to me than having a trailer that is like. We got Call of Duty guys. We got Battlefront guys. We got Destiny guys. Like the third-party semi-exclusive, like the portraying those games as exclusives, right. is so much less interesting to me than actual exclusives. Yeah, which mm-hmm. Microsoft has in spades. Yeah, and, and it's they like have, Cuphead that, outweighs Call of Duty for me every time. I, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any. Uh, of course, I, it's subjective, but to me, I don't think you can look at Sony's first-party exclusive lineup for 2016 and Microsoft's. I really don't think there's much comparison. I think Microsoft has by far. The more they both have great lineups, but sure. I think mm-hmm. the Xbox has a much better. Well, twenty fifteen to an even greater degree. Oh, twenty fifteen. Right? Oh, yeah. There's no there just isn't any. There was one excellent. There was PS four exclusive. Bloodborne that came out yeah. two months into the year. Yeah, yeah, and then and Microsoft had several. Yeah, but yeah, that's it's again. This is not to say that Microsoft is bad at conferences because again, I think they they were for a while. Like toward the end of the Matrix era, they got pretty boring. Um, but I think in the the Phil era here. They've gotten very good at, at just delivering rock solid, you know, great performances uh, on stage where they they present in yeah. a lot of games. But Phil is just a huge part of that. Of course, he is ninety percent of yeah. it. I mean, you the, look at Peter Moore, mm-hmm. to, then then to Don Matrick, uh, yeah. and then to Phil Spencer. Yeah, and mm-hmm. the, the, you can see like which one of these is not is uh, is not like the other yeah. two. Yeah. Well, and that so, comes through, like, anytime we interview those guys, it was always the same thing, where you would get very robotic responses from someone like Matrick, whereas Phil and Peter Moore are, like, super genuine, great dudes to talk to, who just, they get it, they want to have these conversations, they know what's good and what's bad and how to fix it and all this stuff, like, I don't know, and that shows through in your stage performances, and it's so, super important to have great So moments. the other thing, go ahead, Destin. One thing Microsoft did really well that somebody actually pointed out to me on Twitter was their presentation of VR, like the whole the HoloLens demo, stuff. the HoloLens versus uh, how PlayStation handled well, it. Well, that yeah, that was that, an unmitigated disaster. Wait, yeah, what it, happened? 
Oh, their, you need to watch their it. VR presentation. They, they were was, like, it was pretty rough. Not was, only with the the like Tron wannabe yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I don't like want to rehash wasn't, it. I mean, it's the more, tech wasn't working properly, and it wasn't. It, VR is just also really yeah. hard to demo. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it is. But Microsoft did it really well comparatively when yeah, looking I mean, at that, Microsoft like, and PlayStation. I don't know. Wrong show to have this conversation. PlayStation VR is not very good. I completely disagree. I also disagree based on a thing I saw that I'll tell you about. I later. think it's fine, but it's unexceptional. In a world I, where there I are think, the exceptional, I think everything coming. you've seen, I've had the privilege. Of I do want to see that. I do want to see that. Yeah, but yes, I. What you are not wrong based on table this conversation. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we'll come back to yeah. this. Um, they had some really good demos on the show floor, like they had Eve Valkyrie that everybody was talking about, and Rez. Everybody was talking about. Yeah. That. Oh uh, my god, I want to play yeah. Rez. With Finnegan the and I. Finnegan's not on the show today, but yeah. he and I played Eve Valkyrie on Oculus. Yeah. And our our coverage goes up tomorrow, which is probably today by the time you hear this. Uh, with some some cool direct feed video, the game it's, is it's comp- super cool. It's uh, it's you know it's kind of bare bones in the yeah. the 2015 multiplayer vein of well, it's just a multiplayer game, but as a but the novelty of being in that ship yeah, as a cool showcase Christ. for for <laughs> it's VR, so it's cool. really good. Um, but yeah, so beside the you know Microsoft needing to find to really push the fanboy buttons a little bit better than they than they're doing instead you know they're they've got conversation going yeah exactly i think the other thing is um i think it would be good for them to have some sort of event i mean they've done like at e3 they did a fan fest one night and at uh you're saying have a psx for microsoft packs they had people to their campus to play right but but i think but that's different than you know, I feel like a weekend event. Right. I feel like where it's like up. here, this entire we're whole, we're throwing this entire event, its sole purpose is to engage with you, to to you our yeah. fans. I, I really think the, you know, the energy you alluded to, I, I got to see a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. I was sick on Saturday, yeah. but but I sort of snuck around for something else Prepped I was doing on, on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I was patient zero, by the way. <laughs> uh um, all your fault. Yeah, and it's you could see that like everybody's walking around with their PlayStation tote bags and everybody's just excited to be there Mm -hmm. to celebrate this platform they love. I think Xbox fans want that. They they want to all get together and be enthusiastic together about Xbox because what's, you know, it's great to talk about it with your friends. It's great to go on Xbox Live, but there is a, another power to it when it takes on a physical in-person community gathering. Yeah. And, I, and I do think there is a hunger for that in the Xbox community mm-hmm. that's just not being fed right totally now. Totally agree. All right. Well, let's uh, we mark down your time code, Boom. Mitch. 1710. Boom. Crush it. Look for that breakout. <laughs> I know the audience cares so much. They have no idea what you're talking <laughs> like, about. Don't know, don't care. It's fine. We're just, we're just working here. We're just working. All right. We'll come right back, talk a little game awards, and then catch you up on what's been going on this week in Xbox News. All right. News time. Let's start with a recap of the game awards. Marty. AKA suck it Konami. Oh, oh your birth. That I could I literally could not believe that was happening when well, I saw Jeff throw Konami under the bus. So I had a I I was I was like frantically typing my tweet which instantly became my most quote unquote successful tweet of your all time. Your highest engaged tweet. Yeah, uh turns out people like tweets where you're like F you the man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which but it was totally genuine. I mean, I said uh yeah, I I thought it was 
just I, I praised Keeley for publicly calling out Konami because mm-hmm. uh, he Kojima was barred by lawyers at Konami from even uh, from attending. The he game was not even accepting. He, he didn't. Attending. He this didn't win. The, by the way, this is the second award he hasn't been able to accept. So he there didn't was, win. Uh, oh really? I think Stephanie accepted something for him, didn't she? Yeah, oh, was, there was wasn't something game of the year. PR was, no, accepted no, no. an award for Kojima Productions. Okay, yeah, yeah. that was but, at a different event. Oh my yeah. bad. Okay, huh. okay, but yeah, so, that's even more interesting. If yeah, Keeley comes out and, and just explains the whole thing with a straight face, straight into the camera. And uh, as I'm typing my tweet and I'm about to click tweet, Goldfarb's like, or somebody in the room had said. It's got to be a goof, like because it's Ko- Kojima is going to pop up like any second Here's now. Th- yeah. And then he so didn't. Funny that everyone thinks everything bad about Konami right now is a goof. Like that is how disastrous it is. Is that people yeah. assume so it's fake? So I was fake. like, this has this is a weird ARG. This yeah, is, <laughs> this is all for Phantom Pain DLC. Kotaku <laughs> wrote yeah. an article like, imagine how bad it is to work at Konami US right now or Kojima oh, US. Man. It's got to be terrible. Well, they shut them down. They yeah. don't exist. That doesn't anymore. exist anymore. Oh, that's right. So that's how bad it is. To that's work. Uh, <laughs> you yeah. don't have a job. It's, it's yeah. unemployment line mm-hmm. bad. But yeah, that was definitely the probably the most memorable moment of the two hours. But I also want to give credit. Uh, I thought the the Iwata tribute was fantastic, both from Jeff and from Reggie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it loved great. it. It was very weird to hear Chris Cornell music over that. Oh, the Pearl Jam thing. Was it Pearl Jam? It was I Pearl it was, Jam. Oh, okay. I thought it was Soundgarden. It, was, it wasn't. Oh, Gordon. no, no. It was, it was Pearl yeah, Jam. It was Eddie Vedder. Okay, yeah. Eddie Vedder, strange dude but. to have an Iwata <laughs> tribute, but it was. So good, like it was like really genuine. Having Reggie on stage that long and like not totally falling apart, really amazing. So let's talk about the Xbox news that came out of it first. The Marty Sleva special in the pre-show. That's a big scary monster, Marty. Yeah, Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga DLC Mm -hmm. trailer. Witches are coming. Witches are coming. Yeah, Baba Yaga. She's a she's a terrifying witch woman who kills chickens in her house and uh, wants to eat Lara Croft. I love Tomb Raider so much. It might. It's at this point. It's. I haven't made my final decision, but it, there's a very good chance I'm going to vote for it for Game of the Year. I, wow. I'm, kind I of, need I'm to on finish the same page. Game. I'm like, damn. It's Second so best Tomb Raider Game of the Year. At the, <laughs> at the same time, yeah. <laughs> I don't like... I The one thing I love about the new Tomb Raider since the reboot is the fact that it's more grounded in a yeah. reality. So I didn't like the supernatural bent the, the, the mega size samurais or whatever that, that the story took in the first game. Ugh. And so... And they, they avoid that, really, in the second Almost game. Like, yeah. Uh, and so I, I'm not a fan of the just full supernatural enemies that she's fighting in this DLC. But the game's so good, I'm going to play the DLC yeah, anyway. Totally. And I'm sure we're going to enjoy it, right? Like it's of course, even no. though it's going to be goofy and dumb, we'll be like, whatever. I got the I got a cool <laughs> new bow, and I did some jumping stuff. I got a spirit bow, and I killed a real big witch. There you go, boom. Uh, Rocket League. Yeah. On the way to Xbox One, not a great surprise. In fact, it, this was sort of revealed, it was accidentally revealed, or maybe not. I don't know. Ahead of the yeah. show, yeah. Still good news. It's a great. It's a game that's really uh, engaged the audience. That's. That I mean, was it, it helped. On PS4. Well, it helped that it was free. That'll be yeah. the interesting that's, thing. That's mm. the key. We've been talking about if whatever month it comes out, is this going to be a free Games of Gold game? Well, no. it's out in February. By the way, it will not be. I guarantee you that this game comes out and is not free. Yeah, how will they have Pool Nation and Rocket League in the same month? <laughs> <laughs> so that if that is the case, I mean that's it, that's going to look bad for Microsoft. I'm not saying it's it's wrong. I mean it's because it's it's the ultimately I suppose it's the developer's choice. If, yeah, you know, like oh well, we just want to get it at like 
We did our free push. We got our buzz. I mean, now we want to cash in. That first free push is how it became big. Exactly. Like, that game was a $15 game right from the get-go. Dead in the water. Of Correct. Blew up like Probably. That. So now right. I wonder if they expect that there is enough traction that it will sell in February for cost. And yeah. I'm saying that regardless of that, those are all valid things, but if it isn't free out of the gate on Xbox, it's going to ma- it's going to look bad for Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, it's also including, by the way, a uh, Gears of War vehicle. The, 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 what the so hell is it called I again? I can't remember what it's called. The stupid thing I don't want to drive the, in Gears begins of War. It begins with an M, doesn't it? <laughs> the thing sucks. Oh, not the, no, that's the, the Mango. Hail. The <laughs> It doesn't matter. It was a dumb vehicle. Mango. Dude, I just realized, Marty, uh, you don't know, do you own a car right now? No. When you do, you have to get the license plate Razor Hail. Super good. (laughs) R-Z-R-H-H-A. I'm going to do it. Razor Hail. I love it. When you buy a car in 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. Save it up. Yeah. (laughs) Not in San Francisco. uh, There is a a Warthog in there, too. So good. Which is cool. So look for Rocket League on Xbox One in February. Uh, The second biggest announcement of the night for me, although... Well, actually, maybe the biggest Xbox announcement because the other ones are not for Xbox, sadly. But so I, the winner of the Game Awards was Tim Schafer, by the way, yeah. because yeah. he comes out and drops Psychonauts two. Yep. Cross Where off. is yeah, yeah for uh, so they're looking to get three point three mil, which is the final take that they got for Broken Age, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's not purely crowdfunded. It's three point three crowdfund, and then another chunk. Uh, Tim explained to us it's about a third, an equal, yeah, not equal it's, parts. It's in their video too. It's like there's a third party that is putting forth a chunk of money, however much, to help fund the game. Right, and, and then it, double find themselves. Yes, so it's it's three it's three main investors: yeah. crowdfunding, yes. double find itself, and then third some party. some mm-hmm. angel oh, sure. investor. Yeah, and I think Notch said in 2013 or 14, whenever he pulled out of the project, that it would have cost 2012. Like, Eight. God, was it really that far back? Uh, that it would have cost like eighteen million to mm-hmm. make the game. Tim was talking something about something like that. So, TBD. How much yeah. comes from where? But I think that uh, Fig is going to be very, very beneficial for that game. Yeah, and it's already it's it's, it's already done really well. Passed a million super quickly. Oh, it's yeah. passed it's two. two. Oh yeah. No, so, yeah. Yeah. This, I, I don't think it's It'll be funded by Friday, I bet. but it's, yeah. it it will be uh, PC, PS4, Xbox One. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's also they already said twenty eighteen. So twenty eighteen. Yeah, but I'm excited for this. This is more like this in ukulele 3D p- character platformers coming I, back. back. I never thought I'd see Psychonauts 2. Like, no. Full-on Jack and Daxter yeah. reboot coming up. Not on Please. stage announced like that. Um, yeah, and Eric Wopas yeah. co-writing it with him. Yeah. Did you yeah, see the video, the announcement video? Yeah. It's so good, the nope, way they handled nothing. that. And it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, the Valve guy is going to write this Double Fine game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I just going to say about that? I forget. Psychonauts 2. Something about never thought you, Never thought I'd see it. Yeah. 2018. Yeah. Anyway, Tim Schafer. I'm sure I'll think about it later. Greg Rice, video games. Thanks, guys. Kickstarter. Love you guys. <laughs> Theater of the mind. <laughs> uh, the other one, I'm just going to mention it because it's near and dear to me. Unfortunately, it's not for Xbox, and we can explain why. Full Throttle Remastered. Yeah. yeah. My favorite Tim Schafer game. Uh, everyone has their favorite Tim Schafer game. Full Throttle is mine. It is a point-and-click adventure where you are a super badass biker who's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> Deadpan. Mm-hmm. Total, uh, just I, th- I think it's Tim's funniest game. Myself, uh, it is. It's the one I've never played. I've oh, like I'm, I've always wanted to, but never I'm got so to, never got to it. Happy for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited that yeah. this is gonna happen. Uh, yeah, it's gonna get the same treatment as Day of the Tentacle remastered and Grim Fandango remastered with commentary and updated art. 
But uh, this one is just like Day of the Tentacle and Grim Fandango, PC, PS4, and I don't. Did they say Vita for full throttle? Did anyone say Vita this weekend? <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> they talked about Vita. But uh, a minute. Yeah, and the reason is, it's because so Disney owns the rights to all of these Tim Schafer games, yeah. not Sony. Disney owns it all because they bought Lucas, Lucas, and Lucas had all of owned all of Tim's stuff. So it's there's some advocate or advocates inside Sony where they where obviously Sony has plenty of like Tim Schafer could go stand out in the rain with a boombox uh and and try all all year to get like can I have my games back and yeah. they'd be like I, what go away yeah. but when it's Sony a much bigger company they're probably like here you go yeah so there there have been advocates inside Sony as it's been explained to us by Tim who are that have gone in and actually helped make the deal mm-hmm. with uh with Disney to 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 allow Disney to to have Disney allow this to happen <laughs> And so, because Sony is involved, that means there will not be Xbox versions of this. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, from a business sense, it makes yeah. sense. It's just on. It's. I mean, at, at the end of the day, I'm just happy that all these are happening yeah. and that these are coming back to modern platforms. But it is yeah. unfortunate that, yeah, technically, I, it would be relatively simple for them to make Xbox versions. Right, but it's, us. yeah, it's how it goes. No, uh, export to Xbox. This to me is more uh, again what you were saying earlier, Ryan, about. Uh, Sony doing things that might not make the most sense in terms of like sales numbers or financially, yes. but it's the sort of the fan soft service. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. The fan service, the things that get us in this room and probably people who listen to the podcasts, like those kind of people really excited. Right. Because mm-hmm. let's be real. I mean, Full Throttle Remastered is probably going to sell. I, okay. I guess I don't know, but uh, <laughs> a, a, let's say 100,000 mm-hmm. copies. Sure. You know, compared to like. If you did, if you use stage time on Tomb Raider, that's yeah. going to sell millions, a million copies, more than more than a million mm-hmm. copies. So yeah, that's that's a great point, Marty. Yeah, uh, really excited about this next one. Yeah, go ahead, take it away, Dustin. Uh, there's a Telltale game that's going to be about Batman, and I'm super super excited about this. When uh, was the moment in this trailer when you guys knew it was a Batman game? The logo, <laughs> really? Yeah, and it was uh, when they because they had the whole sketch thing when yeah. it was like they were talking about whatever, and it's like this Bruce Wayne looking cat with two girls on his arm. I was like, oh, this is a new Batman game, and I turn my laptop to my dad. I'm like, they're announcing a new Batman game. I'm pretty sure it's a Batman game, mm-hmm. and the Telltale thing comes up, and we were both just like, whoa, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, did not see that coming at all. So, what do you think this is going to follow in the Batman like world? Like, is it going to be a black and white story? I thought GCPD right. would work really well for a tell. But it's about game. Bruce. It is yeah. about Bruce. Yeah. yeah. So, so I agree. GCPD would be awesome. Yes. For a right. That's, a, that's about yeah. the Gotham Police Department and sort of how mm-hmm. they are trying to exist as normal human beings in a world where nothing is normal. They in show up. Mr. Freeze has frozen everybody, yes. and they're dealing with like the decomposing corpses that are encased in ice, and they're I, like, "This is screwed up." I really hope. Like, obviously, yeah. Telltale's been really good about doing their own take on a universe before, but I really hope this is in Scott Snyder's new Fifty Two Batman universe because it is so good. Like Scott Snyder's Batman is incredible. Is, uh, that, is that the one where? There's somebody else's right now. Characters. Yes, yeah, okay. yes, and it's like Court of Owls and all of this other stuff. Like, it's really good <laughs> right now. Um, but obviously, if they do their own take, they could you know do really interesting things mm-hmm. with existing characters. And mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff they could do, but yeah, I, I will know, say I don't know what I would want from them. I I think 
I got to figure that that trailer, it's a black and white trailer. It, yeah. it has to, that has to be a tone setting piece. Yes. Sure. It's, the whole thing must I be. I think it's going to be black and white. Black. I agree oh, with you. It would be you so know. good if it was like, like, like it's, a black and white comic. Like, yeah, it's going to be like Batman doing actual detective work and yeah. not just like breaking faces. Yeah. You know, it's going to be him like oh, finding yeah. I mean, a body. It's going to be and, dialogue and yeah. puzzle solving as opposed yeah, to being action. a detective. Yeah. <laughs> Swear to you, me, <laughs> us, do not answer. <laughs> Swear to. Remain silent. Uh, yeah, remain silent. <laughs> well, what? Swear to, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, it still boggles my mind that Telltale has so many games in production. Ryan, you, they have you, a Marvel game. They have their new, the new IP, IP the, uh, TV thing. Probably the Walking Dead Season 3 in addition oh, to Michonne. They've already said that. Mm-hmm. Well, Michonne, oh, have they? They've, season they've three? confirmed Season, season 3. Hmm. Yeah. 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 yeah Ryan has a really important note here in the... Yeah. <laughs> it's so... They've been doing... Telltale's been doing their best to cover up their... I, I've kind of I'm I'm done. I'm I'm out of goodwill. And your apologies can only go so far. Yeah. I'm, I'm done with their engine. It's it's old. It's busted. It's just not acceptable anymore. It doesn't it, work on consoles. Telltale makes amazing stories. They make not good games. It is time to update. The, clearly, they don't have a cash flow problem. Mm-hmm. They got deals with Marvel, with Warner, with Minecraft, with with you know, all these. With uh, of course, Skybound, Skybound on yeah. Walking Dead. HBO. There, yeah. HBO. There is no shortage of money. Uh, at the, it's not like they're they're barely hanging on. It is time. They've gotten more than enough mileage out yeah. of that engine because yeah. it's it's just it's too it's just too janky now. It's, it's clunky. It's, like you get audio overlaps. You get I think like stuttering pro- animation. As we've moved to the new generation of consoles, and of course PCs continue to evolve. If you're playing Telltale games, there, the the the, the holes are the flaws are becoming apparent such that. Their games are starting to look like puppetry. Like it's yes. almost like the animation is subpar now. The animation has gotten worse over it's, the years, it's, impossibly. So I love the idea of a Batman Telltale game. I think that's a fascinating premise. But it's just like, guys, I I love Telltale. I've been very uh, – I've had a lot of kind words to say about them publicly oh, yeah. for a long time. Deservedly so, but – it's time to hold their feet to the fire a little engine bit. Engine needs an update. It's time for an engine I have update. it on pretty good authority. It's not going to happen. <laughs> well, then you know what? Then I'm going to start complaining about it. Yeah. And maybe other I, I mean maybe yeah. other people are going to feel the same way and they're they're going to realize it too late. I don't I I would rather I'm trying to trying to help. I want them to to not slide down because of some BS reason like uh we couldn't be bothered to make a new engine. So it's just clunky, like, and it, it takes it takes you Use out of the Unity, experience. It's free. Yeah, it takes you out of the experience. It's just it's a bummer when I'm playing a fantastic story, then all of a sudden it's like audio overlaps, just like where the same audio cue will play like three or four times during a death. A character blips into like a T pose. Yeah, back. like yeah. just really weird stuff in that. Yeah, engine. it's. Yeah. I played a uh, dialogue tree driven uh, adventure game coming to Xbox One soon that I'll talk about a little bit later on the show, uh, but it doesn't Teaser. have any of those problems. Mm-hmm. And uh, while playing it, I'm like, man, it's like I'm watching a stage play right now. That right. Is just it's human beings interacting because it doesn't yeah. stop because it does not stop. That's yeah. cool. So again, while I'm super excited about this announcement, of course, and we love. I mean, we love. Yeah, we love from the Borderlands. Like the three of us were yeah, championing it for it, so many Game of the Year awards mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, it's it's going to be on our list for a lot of awards. But yeah, at the same time, sort it out. It's time, Telltale. <laughs> if if anybody over there is listening, please. A telltale sign. Oh my goodness. Now let's move on.
Baba Yaga. <laughs> the hiccup is the sign from Mitch. It's and a, now we move on. Uh, it's it's actually on. a complex matter to change an engine. It is. And, and it's, Shadow, it's, damn it, Ryan. Shadow complex. That's what I was going for. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought we you were set just you up. Mucked it up. Go ahead. We did. We did. We we mucked it. <laughs> uh, Why don't we try remastering this conversation? Oh, <laughs> uh, Shadow Complex uh, remaster is now out on PC for free and is coming uh, early next year to Xbox One and PS4. Shadow Complex is one of a lot of our very favorite uh, XBLA games on the 360. Never left the 360. Really cool uh, for anything. Yeah. That was weird. I yeah, don't know why. That's as exclusive as it gets. When, according to when my I was writing Facebook up that story, I was like, how, like, I was like, at Wikipedia, and I'm like, no, I have to have gotten that wrong. I had to have gone to PC, right? Um, yeah, really great uh, sort of spy Metroidvania. Uh, problematic writer, but whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. You can look past it. Um, it's free on PC. My Facebook tells me every day, go to shadowcomplex.com <laughs> and download it. Shadow download Complex. the Epic Game Launcher. Yeah, they, you have to log in at the Epic Game Launcher. That's the Yeah, thing. I'll just pay That's where I on stopped. Steam when it That's comes where I start. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm hoping this does well, though. You have the note here. I, ho- I would love to see a sequel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tweeted I tweeted at chair yeah. saying that. Like, I hope this means you're just trying to drum up interest for uh, the sequel. For the sequel. And they either... Favorite liked it or retweeted it or whatever, which seemed to to me to be mm-hmm. maybe I'm just being optimistic, but an indication of yep, mm-hmm. totally, yeah, because they have been. I you know I again it's one of those things where I can't blame them because they've had the uh, that iOS money like making Infinity Blade. Infinity Blade has made that made them so much more money than Shadow Complex ever did. Like yeah. if they were to, if they were to have spent their time. Three years ago, making Shadow Complex two versus Infinity, Infinity Blade, Blade two, three. two or three, whatever. Yeah. There's they a hundred percent made the right decision that they made a, so much more money. And now but, they're working on that J.J. Abrams game. Oh yeah, whatever it's called. Yeah, Sp- spies. <laughs> so I'm hoping now that uh, I don't because is Infinity Blade over? Is that series? I, I, mean, the, I, I think, think three over, brought it to some kind of resolution. Not, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I imagine we'll see another one at some point, but I don't think it's an active development. So yeah. then, hopefully, they're going to be. They're now saying, "Okay, well, we we, we got our money, we got our cash. Let's yeah. go ahead and do Shadow Complex two. Yeah. And Chair's super talented. They can make it a multi-platform Most game. Most talented developer in Salt Lake City. There are some good ones up there. Oh, there is, yeah, Avalanche. Avalanche is there? Yeah, the yeah. Toy Story, uh, oh, yeah. Disney Infinity yeah, folks. Yeah, not the other Avalanche. Uh, EA's got some some people up yeah. there. I'm trying to remember what they. They probably do like a mobile thing. They they had before. I don't. There there's some good some mm-hmm. good crew up there. Uh, new arena and Warzone maps for Halo Five. That's expected, Car- but awesome. Cartographer's gift. Yes, free. Uh, there was a brief clip of the warden in the war in Warzone in there. Mm-hmm. Like, nope. Thanks. <laughs> Enough for you, Warden. At least I can have 17 teammates to help yeah. me take him down. Not 17, but seven. Yeah. Uh, so that's good. It'll be good to see what those maps mm-hmm. actually play like. And then we talked about the Kojima thing yeah. as well. Good which, show. I like the show. Yeah. It was and some good Xbox stuff. And there was a new trailer for, I didn't mention the Quantum Break no. trailer. I, I just... At this point, I just I just need that game. Yeah, I'm like, like I just, see that trailer go. and I'm unmoved because I'm already like, yep. I mean, I'm, I'm already at, at peak excitement with pretty much any game that's coming out in the first half of 2016. I'm like, all right, just I'm done. Just give it to, stop give, talking give about give it. Give the game to me. Well, it's like uh, I'm, I'm that way. Firewatch had, Firewatch, had a good yeah. presence. At uh, yeah. I, again, I was yeah. sick. I couldn't I couldn't mm-hmm. go see the guy see the game at uh, yeah. at PSX. And, and part of it was like, well, you know what? It's fine. Yeah. I'll I just I'll play that game. I'll in go in sixty days or whatever. Yeah, February something or ninth. Oh yes. I'm glad so people good. finally got to check it out. 
public, you know. Yeah, Firewatch yes. is gonna be amazing. Yeah, cannot wait. Sadly, that yeah, that one's a not coming to Xbox at least right away. Yeah, which is that one's. But just, there'll be another good story game coming earlier that I could talk about later. You want to just talk about it now? Just, yeah, might as well. Just do it. Uh, I got <laughs> You've teased it twice. Yeah, I don't know why I did that. Uh, we're going to have a bunch of coverage going up soon on uh, Oxenfree, which is uh, a new... It's about uh, free new, cattle. Free cattle. It's a sequel to Ali Ali. Uh, it's by uh, Night School Games. It's their first game, but it's former Telltale folks and Disney folks. Uh, and it is sort of... It's like if John Hughes and Tim Schafer got together to make an adventure game that was a Aaron Sorkin walk and talk about Lost and Poltergeist. Oh my God, put that on the box. <laughs> um, it's just this amazing game about this group of kids who, uh, they go to this island every year for sort of a graduation party and all this messed up stuff starts happening in the island. Why like, do they keep going? No, this year it does. <laughs> this is the year Usually they just drink beers and like, throw empties in the bonfire and fool around. Bang on the like, beach. This year, and... yeah, this year it's... Uh, like I said, Lost, Twin Peaks, Poltergeisty sort of stuff. Amazing dialogue. A lot of the voice talent from Telltale Games. Uh, but it has the thing, the sort of the thing is uh, it's all presented. It's it's 2D, like, isometric. Like, you're looking at a 2D scene. Like, almost think of, like, those scenes. It's like in a diorama. West, yeah, in, like, a Wes Anderson movie in, like, Life Aquatic when, like, the, the front half of the ship cuts away and you see what everyone's doing inside of the ship. And so that's how you're moving through the world. Uh, but dialogue comes up and you're choosing it, but you're still moving. Like, the camera never, there's no cuts. Like, the camera never zooms in, it never zooms out, it's never two shots, it's just always what's happening. Uh, and you're choosing what your character does and what they say, and everything feels so natural. Like, when you interrupt a conversation, a character will answer you and then call you out for interrupting it. <laughs> if you walk away, the character will be like, all right, well, I guess you didn't want to talk. Like, it's <laughs> so natural and so seamless and so smart. And I, uh, just, is, yeah, really great writing, really great. Is uh, there a character that looks exactly like me but is voiced by Chris Hardwick? <laughs> it's happening again! <laughs> no! Your never-ending nightmare. Yeah. Uh, Most of the characters are like 16 in the game, so maybe there's young young Ryan McCaffrey. That would be unfortunate. Just had, just had like one or two hairs. <laughs> yeah, a little whiskers. <laughs> just a little whiskers. Um, oh, man. Yeah, it looks really cool. It's coming out, uh, I believe, January 11th? You January. Early. literally just sold me on that game from Super your description. Cool. Yep. And that's coming to Xbox One and PC. So cool. That would be cool. We'll have a lot more on that soon. All right. Let's talk about Bethesda. They're successful. Mm -hmm. They sure are. <laughs> so successful that they've opened up another office. Bless you in Montreal. I get ready. Wait, yeah. wait, come on. Pressure's well, on. Right you guys <laughs> messed up. We just peer pressured him into not sneezing again. Oh, I'm really upset about that. Uh, yeah, Bethesda Studios, uh, Montreal. They've joined literally everyone else in opening a Montreal studio, which is great because Montreal's a wonderful WB city. Square. Uh, UB, obviously. UB, of course, is, owns the town. EA just opened Motive. EA. Yeah. Uh, Quebec City is a different place, but more UB. <laughs> like, they're just like taking over the province. Tons of indies. They must got yeah. a tax break or something there, right? Behavior yes. is yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Spearhead, a bunch of a bunch of red indies. Uh, but yeah, it's the guys the, making um, uh, what's the cool clown? Dropsy? No. Uh, cool clown. Damn it! What is their the name? Cool clown game. The one I just we just had. Uh, we happy few. Oh yeah, uh, oh, we yeah. happy yeah, few yeah, guys yeah. are up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The and also guys. like Moon Hunters is a really cool indie game. Anyway, everyone lives in Montreal. Everyone lives in Montreal. Montreal there. Poutine's real good. Yeah. It's a nice place. Um, but yeah, Bethesda Game Studios Montreal is it's being run by the the guy who. Uh, was the sort of the lead on Fallout Shelter. And so oh. we, we sort of had two different views of what the studio could be. Uh, some of us think that this might be a mobile slash companion shelter or uh, studio. So like maybe <laughs> that's enough. we're going to get, we're going to get, you know, companion apps for, for games or we're going to get whatever the mobile equivalent of Fallout Shelter for whatever the next Fallout Elder Scrolls Go. Game. Yeah. Elder Fallout Scrolls Go. Go. Yeah, right. Um, 
Yeah, or a Skyrim shelter. Don't leave your castle because there's <laughs> dragons out there. Um, or this could be the arrow to the knee, the off year studio. Yeah, this or could both. be the New Vegas studio. Yeah, yeah. They could also be working on like, hey, we'd like to do a DLC pack for Fallout Four set in San Francisco. You, this studio is going to do that. Well, we do the one that's set in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Fallout Three DLC was great. I really liked it. I didn't play the New Vegas stuff though. I heard that was also really good, so yeah. I'm excited to oh, see I mean, they... New Vegas was, yeah, it was stellar from by all accounts. But, yeah, yeah I, I think, Mitch, you're probably right. It's going to be some mobile stuff and also just, like, heavier, like, expansion-type DLC content. I I was of the opinion that this was going to be full-on off-year games, New Vegas style, until I realized that, uh, I guess, they're, the team's only, it's only, like, 40-something people. Oof. Yeah, which yeah they're not making a fall Which game. isn't a lot. Um, for modern game, de- modern AAA game development. So, but yeah, I mean, I could, because you got to figure. So Todd Howard will executive produce anything these guys do because everything has to go through him. He is the the god, the Todd Father, as I call him. I like that. <laughs> and, uh, but you know, Todd has been adamant, apparently, about you know they for as successful as Bethesda is, they have not grown. They're they are one team. It is Todd Howard's team, and they make a Fallout game, then they make an Elder Scrolls game, and they alter. That's the way they've been alternating for the last number of years. Fallout team's like a hundred people. They're all that's the Fallout team and the Elder Scrolls team are the same. It's same crazy. Team. That yeah, that's only why that it many. takes them five years to make a game, right? Yeah. yeah. And so you got to figure everything will go through Todd on this, and uh, that's why I thought that maybe it would make sense, like. Because Todd doesn't want to have too big of a team to manage. Because yeah. he's, you know, he's he's got he's got a vision for what he wants, and it, that vision does not involve like running a three hundred person studio. He clearly doesn't want that. But his business overlords that are wise not to f with Todd too badly go. Well, man, be really nice to have more than one of these every seven years for Wink. each. Nudges. So why don't we open a new studio that Todd can oversee in in a you know. Sky sky view level, so that I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. But I wonder if they'll start slow with uh, with you know start with a smaller scale thing like a a mobile thing and then expansion thing, and then eventually by the time Elder Scrolls Six rolls around, then it'll be like okay, well now you guys are going to make Elder Scrolls Six Point Five, you know, with a the, the offshoot game. Mm-hmm. But it's big news, man. I mean. This is the first major expansion of, of Bethesda ever. Yeah. Uh, but meaning Bethesda Game Studios, not, yeah. not ZeniMax Zenimax. as a whole, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited for this. I also think this is not the last time you're going to see a big AAA developer expand to Montreal. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just such a, a massive, growing place with an amazing pool of talent. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, if you can start a studio and get 20 guys from Yubi to come right. make your games, and, that's really appealing. And the, the part of the reason that... Uh, so many studios have gone to Montreal. Is that the government is uh, offers a money. lot of incentives, mm-hmm. financial yeah. incentives to open a business there, to do to open to start game development there. So yeah, I yep. love Montreal. Yep, yep, it's a good spot. Marty, yeah, this one's for you, buddy. Yeah, I've done it. Do uh, it. Gone Home, one of our Game of the Year nominees of 2013. I gave it a 9.5. Why so low? Why so low? (laughs) Uh, The big indies paycheck didn't come. (laughs) Uh, It's finally coming to consoles uh, January 12th. Uh, Yes, that's that's before the avalanche begins. This is good. This is good. Um, Yeah, it's great. Uh, Gone Home is uh, Steve Gaynor and Fulbright Company's uh, sort of first-person, two-hour, very story-driven 
first set in game. the 90s. Set in the 90s. Yeah, only 90s hitting kids the, will remember all of this. Um, really great, really beautiful story. Um, you know, uh, all of us who played it here loved it a couple of years back. And we knew it was coming yeah. to consoles from Midnight City, but then Midnight City went defunct and we didn't know what was actually happening. And then all of a sudden it was like, nope, it's coming next month to, you know, because originally this Good. was going to be like seemingly a 360 PS3 game. And so now it's. Uh, Xbox One, PS4. Yeah, they're actually updating. It's running on a newer version of yeah. Unity now. Yeah, so, so it, it could it actually look, look, look better, better than yeah. the, nice. the original PC release. Yeah, uh, which is great. And this is also important because uh, Fulbright's new game that they're working on, which is probably going to come out sometime in 2016, is Tacoma, which we've covered quite a bit. But it's sort of like taking the same general idea of Gone Home but expanding it into much in bigger... Space. In space! Um yeah, really cool. I'm Steve will be, yeah, and Steve's going to be coming in and sitting in with us. Yeah. We got some good stuff planned uh, in early 2015 to help promote this. So yeah. it's going to be awesome. We, you and I have talked to him, you know, just off oh, yeah, mic totally. yeah. many times before. He's a great guy. He'll be, uh, if you enjoyed the Nathan Vela show a mm-hmm. couple months back, you'll you'll like when, when Steve's here. Yeah. Uh, we'll, have, we'll have a good time. We'll talk about some Gone Home stuff. We'll talk to Coma. Yeah, and Steve and a lot of the other uh, Fulbright folks worked on uh, Bioshock 2 and Minerva's Den specifically, that DLC, which is one of my favorite stories ever set in Rapture, uh, and he worked a little bit on Infinite as well. Baller. Mm-hmm. Uh, game I'm looking forward to that's it's been pushed out enough where I think the, the hype has really died down mm-hmm. on this. I'm mm-hmm. curious to see what what where the chips ultimately fall. The delation? <laughs> <laughs> We did it. <laughs> Tom Clancy's The Delation. Ah. Yeah, The Division was supposed to have a beta starting this week. It's not ready for that yet, so they're having a semi-private alpha, and then they'll have a beta later. Game's still due out in March. We'll see if that You know holds. what game's not coming out in March? <laughs> yeah, the, the game that's in alpha right now. Um, so it's running now through the weekend. Uh, so And this... Maybe I'm nuts, but I just want to bring this up real quick. People who pre-ordered the game get priority access to this alpha. Now, just a thought here. If I'm running a a game developer, a game publisher, it, are pre-order customers really the ones that you want in a in a semi-public alpha test? Because you know we see it a lot here where people troll us for our reviews if we if we give a big game a less than big score. Because it's, you know, they've, in in a lot of cases, they've pre-ordered the game or bought the game and just don't want to be, they they interpret it as being told that their purchasing decision was wrong. All all you're reading is one person's opinion. (laughs) So it was exactly right. But if you're you're giving your alpha codes to people that have pre-ordered the game, aren't you less likely to get, like, Really useful constructive feedback from those kinds of people because yeah, they're just going to be—they're just going to be predisposed to loving the game and or wanting to love the game while on a conscious yeah, or subconscious I'm, level. I'm curious Am whether the feedback they want is actually like the criticism feedback, or right. if this is mostly technical. It doesn't Good matter who's—it could be a chimp at a keyboard Good point. as long as there's things running Stress around this test world. servers, yeah. etc. But we—I mean, we've seen this kind of thing before. I, I bring it up specifically with the division, yep. but you know where the pre-order customers get. You know, access to the yeah. beta like, or demo, it as a, whatever it is. I get it as a bonus of it, like, hey, thanks for supporting us. Yeah. So here's a little treat uh, to, to keep you waiting. But yeah, I don't know. I'm a little. Division is one of those. Like a lot of times we get games like Evolve and even Watch Dogs that's sort of in Battleborn that like really awesome reveal 
I am excited for it, but we're getting to that point where I'm like, all right, you've been in the back of my mind for a little time. Put up or shut up. Yeah. Hey, how do you guys yeah. feel about multiplayer-only games? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, I'm really... Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I got to play probably like 40 minutes of it at E3 last year. Yeah, I, I played really the same. Really super liked it. cool. Yeah, yeah. It was super fun. I really so, enjoyed what I played. But it is one of those, like, yep, I would be fine if I didn't see anything from this game until... The day it came out. out. Yeah. All right, we shall see. So if you pre-ordered The Division, check your email. You may be getting access to the game this week. Mm -hmm. Cool. Mitch Dyer. Yes, sir. You reviewed Star Wars Battlefront. I did. You uh, gave it an 8.0. 8.0, very much depth. Great point. Very much enjoyed the game, yeah, but uh, it it wasn't quite, you know, we've seen it. I did the same thing with Rainbow Six Siege recently. Yep. EA has kind of admitted to an extent here that Battlefield, Battlefront, pardon me, I, I don't I can't type properly according to this paper. <laughs> oh, you're right. Look at that. It does say Battlefield. <laughs> might see, but you couldn't even tell. That's I didn't even notice. Uh, the Battlefront might not be deep enough for hardcore gamers. EACFO Blake Jorgensen has acknowledged that Star Wars Battlefront quote may not have the depth experienced players want in the sci-fi shooter. He says Star Wars Battlefront's a first-person shooter, but it is one of the only teen-rated first-person shooters. We had designed it to be a much more accessible product to a wide age group. So. An eight-year-old could play with his father on the couch as well as a teenager or 20-year-old could play the game and enjoy it. It's more accessible. And for the hardcore, it may not have the depth that they wanted in the game. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I don't think... It's weird to bring up the T thing because T doesn't equate to depth. No. I mean, and also, Star Wars isn't about sick headshots. Halo 5 yeah, is rated yeah, yeah, yeah. T, yeah. by the way. Totally. Is it? <laughs> it is. Yeah. They, they finally course-corrected yeah, 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 right. the, the, the M rating that never fit. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't agree with the idea that like an eight-year-old wants accessibility, considering that eight-year-old's probably playing Call of Duty, uh, which is a super hardcore shooter. You get the F off my server! <laughs> I know that, you, kid. You racial epithet! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I also, I, I don't know. I just don't think there's anything wrong with a game trying to appeal to a wider audience no. like Star Wars, where they expect to sell 13 million copies. I think it's fine if you want to have a game that is, you know, running gun with a few different modes, I think that's fine. I think it what made the game a little shallow was the sort of broad variety of meaningless modes. And I went over this a thousand times in my yeah. review, different kind of conversations we did around the office, but I don't know. I think it's fine. I think it doesn't necessarily require depth. I don't think depth is equivalent to quality all the time. Agreed. Be nice yeah, not at, at all. Like a campaign. I want more campaigns and games. Well, They're and, taking them out of all and these that's products. The thing. I, I wonder... Me. I wonder if the lessons are, I mean, because the, so the uh, this this is not co- viable data to go on, but the the uh, early word was that like because UK retailers publish their like weekly sales charts, and Rainbow Six Siege did not fare well in its in its out of the gate in the UK, mm-hmm. uh, and we've seen I guess the Battlefront. Player numbers are not quite where a lot of people maybe thought they were going to be. Like really? the the active online players. I wonder is that based on external? Like how do they acquire those numbers? I get, uh, I think they're are they not p- available in the game? Can you not I don't see think it? So. Anyway, maybe on PC. Yeah, but in any case, I mean, but I totally it makes total sense from a business perspective. I mean, we've talked about this before that EA got the Star Wars license. And they had two and a half years. Go 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 to go to get mm-hmm. a game f- f- to start from from zero. Like okay, well we got this license. The movie's coming out holiday twenty fifteen. Thank God we've already got this engine. We've got an engine, yeah. but but yeah, we got to get a game. 
So it's like, what can they put out in that time that's going to be of a high quality and that's going to do really well and sell and make lots of money? But like, well, the trade-offs are no campaign, not as much depth as you might be looking for. And that's the thing is like, I wonder, let's say they did a campaign for Battlefront. Do you think it would have looked that good? Do you think it would have been that big? It all would have been I mean, as what would have had what would have had to give right? right. What would have been the what priority Hero would have had to have been adjusted? Yeah. But that's why I <laughs> think. I mean, and I think you and I have an in and out bet about this. Yeah, uh, that I you know I am very much of the be- of the belief that there will be a Battlefront two in approximately two years Never from now. Happen. And that it will have. It's never going to happen. It will have a. Who <laughs> <laughs> the hell are you going to die? I'm on? really rolling a dice. Yeah, on and this Rise one. of Tomb Raider not coming up with you. And then, uh, yeah, that in, in, within about two years, fall of 2017, we'll have a. Uh, which is. Isn't that what episode eight Episode eight. Out? Yeah. Oh, that's a good time. So, oh, my yeah. God. They can do Taco Donna. They can do more uh, uh, It'll have <laughs> a. Some sort of proper narrative driven single player campaign. And it will have space battles and obviously just more planets, more maps, more everything. And uh, then we'll all forget all. We'll forget that Battlefront One ever happened, and we'll be like, "Yeah, Battlefront Two has everything we totally ever wanted." Take a hot beat, make a hot song. I wonder what the hype will be like for Battlefront Two, and or I don't know, like any time a Star Wars movie comes out, right? Like, what is the hype going to be for Rogue One? It's going to depend on if The Force Awakens is good or not. That is so true. Let's, uh, let's say The Force it's Star Wars, it's going to be fine. Let's say The Force Awakens is the <laughs> uh, best movie uh, of all time. Star Wars is... Yeah. I don't yeah. think any of us could say Force Awakens is going to be fine, considering the last three movies. Let's see, let, it's let, sold 50 million already. No, it's yeah. not well, I'm the quality, quality of the movie. The hype of the next... Oh, of the I'm not talking of about Star the Wars quality of the movie. To, no, the hype of the future of Star Wars is going to depend on if The Force Awakens is a good movie that or not. That is true. Because mm-hmm. if it's a dud, all of us are going to go off that cliff and be like, well... <laughs> let's curb our expectations yeah. for the next seven but even, years. Like, that's true. Let's We're pretend. all still going to go see the next movie, yeah. even if it's a but that, tank. But, but it still means it's bad if it's bad. Like mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if we go see it or it makes money. Like Quality is quality. Mm-hmm. But like let's pretend that it is the best movie ever made, mm-hmm. ever. Next year, with Rogue One, are we excited because Force Awakens was good, or are we excited about Force Awakens because it's new? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm, inter- I'm going to be interested to see how people respond to Episode Eight, especially, right? Like Because it's been a decade since the last Star Wars film. And there's all this optimism about Disney and Abrams and all these people. And obviously, Episode Eight could be great. But how excited are people going to be after year after year after year of Star Wars? I yeah. hope it's a lot. George I, mean, I know I will be. I don't still, know about y'all. We're still stoked for Civil War and for Infinity. Yeah, you know, that's Infinity true. War because they've been keeping mm-hmm. a relatively high. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's. I think I'm personally going to be kind of sad in like five to seven years from now when. I'll think back and be like, man, remember how much excitement there was built up for episode seven? And now that's all gone right, because of the expectation instead call, of excitement. They've Call of duty it, where it's just like, well, we're going to get a Star Wars this year. It'll probably be pretty good, but... Woo! <laughs> My <laughs> mommy! <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah, they're they're totally. going to... They are... Disney is going to Call of Duty-ify uh, Star Wars where... It's there's a release every year, but there's different teams working on them yeah. each, each on each one. Yeah, and it's just like it's gonna it's gonna take away that sort of you know there won't be that that kid like glee of anticipation anymore. Yeah, that's true. And that that's is going to be a sad moment. I wonder if they'll do the same with Indiana Jones. Like I wonder if they, oh, if, if they bring back Indy, will Indy be obviously Indiana Jones is not as big as Star Wars, but could they do that? I don't know. That'll be an interesting one. Don't give him any ideas, Mitch. 
Harrison Ford ain't got that long left. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps trying to kill himself. We got Shia LaBeouf. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, planes it's fine. and letting doors on the set fall on him. Yeah. Oh. Dun, Poor dun, guy. Dun, dun, dun. Did Disney Disney bought all of LucasArts, not just Star not just oh, yeah. the Star Wars franchise. Yeah, all Lucas right. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mitch Dyer. Yes, sir. Is there anything to spend our money on, or did everything come out already? Nothing yet, but hopefully we'll get an American graffiti game in a few years. Uh, <laughs> nothing in retail. On digital, we've got Super Party Sports Football, which is not a name it's I a just It's a soccer made up game, the by the way. That's it, the Euro definition. European title. Definition. <laughs> it's also probably not very good. It's called Super Party Sports. Five dollars. Uh, Chivalry Medieval Warfare is twenty bucks on Xbox One, which is great. Always that's, online that's, strategy game. It's yeah. so cool. Chivalry is really cool. Uh, Rock Zombie, eight dollars. I copied the description for you, Mitch. Through the there is a <laughs> gnarly, gnarly comma splice. Not Rob Zombie. So good. Uh, what would happen if a concert of a female rock band was invaded by a horde of zombies? The answer to that question can be found in this video game, video game which combines both classic <laughs> gameplay from the arcade golden age with modern 3D graphics. I like that arcade golden age is capitalized. Yeah, right? Like that's a oh, proper noun. Yeah, proper noun. Yeah, the AGA. <laughs> Yo, I'm a veteran of the AGA. Also, does that mean... 32nd Division. Uh, also, I think they could have just said, it's Gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so that exists. Uh, that totally looked like a thing that you didn't want, based uh, on what I saw. Don't do that. <laughs> All right. On the Marketplace, we have a new GTA Online update for free called Every Bullet Counts. I have no idea it's what's It's a last man standing also, type mode. You, there, cool. you, have, you have fewer oh, like bullets. Like death? Uh, yeah, you, you have oh, fewer cool. bullets than there are opponents. Uh, so that's you, good. Like, do you have to like, go collect their weapons after you kill uh, them? You have to beat them with melee objects <laughs> to finish to win. Big fan. Big fan that's that. pretty yeah. good. It's not on here, but Destiny I, got Sparrow Racing. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that is on Xbox? Because yeah. I thought it was debuting on PS4 first, no? No. It's, good. Okay. It's, it's just, just everywhere. Excellent. Yeah. December, Thank you for bringing that up. Mm-hmm. December's Games with Gold. If you have an Xbox Live Gold subscription for Xbox One, you're going to get The Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing and Thief from... Oh, no. Okay. This confuses me every time. This confuses me every week. Every time. The Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing is available now until yes, uh, December 16th. As is no, the until the no. 31st. Damn it, this is so confusing. Yeah. All right, all month long, Van Helsing for free, Xbox One. Yes. Starting on December 16th, running through January 15th, Thief. Uh, on Xbox 360, you can get Castle Storm until the 15th, at which point it will switch over to Sacred 3 on Xbox 360. Uh, and on 360, at the same time, 16th through the 31st, you're going to get Operation Flashpoint, Dragon Rising. Are you looking at my answer on the back of this sheet? Is that why you just grabbed that pen to write down yours? No, I didn't. Huh? Whoa. Settle huh? down. No. no. Mitch is a little defensive. Said as the he... guy who didn't show up and called in last week. Yes. <laughs> that means some of us are committed to the Dookie Destin. Where oh, have you been at? Where have you been I've at? been here in the studio oh! actually filming. And still do. Not, not a <laughs> resting on my laurels in What's Canada. What's the gif where the guy, like, the, the one guy, like, walks like this through the scene over and over? <laughs> Oh, my I love that one. It just the way it's cut is so it's perfect. It's so good. You just keep everyone behind him, like holding each other back. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, you teased it because Mitch, today, in our penultimate live episode of 2015, Stop has it live. It's not live. <laughs> live is it? Okay, it's whatever. Did this already happen in my cur- real life? Our penultimate current events episode. <laughs> Mitch has a chance to clinch. The Dookie Trophy, because he is up he, one point. If he gets it right today and I get it wrong, it's over. It's if he, yeah, yes, that is correct. That is what it takes. Uh, otherwise, you could still tie next week and send mm-hmm. it into a 
uh, unlock block off. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of hope I lose today so that happens. So uh, like we will be right back well, with gonna... the unlock block trivia segment right after this. Unlock block. Can you take on the challenge? Yeah! All right. Unlock block trivia. There's a lot riding on it this week. Yeah. It's Mitch been a it, hard-fought battle. We've been keeping score all year long. I can't believe you ended up committing to this. Like when you I said you were going to do it, I was like, we're never going to remember this. Yeah. Great. We're never going to do this. So, I remind you, Mitch, 19 points for the year. Destin, 18 points for the year. Marty, super respectable, but mathematically eliminated at 15 points hey, for the year. <laughs> That's what I get for... You send me on IDN first, and this is what happens. <laughs> uh, Shark with nine, but... Sorry, Sean. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> we love Sean. So this week, our winner is... I uh, hope I'm not going to destroy his last name here. Steven Forgioni. Speaking of Italy. A listener all the way from New Jersey. New Jersey. That's right, my hometown, mm. home state. Recognize, son. The Nuge. <laughs> That's Ted Nugent. That's not New Jersey. Uh, Microsoft, he, he wins, by the way. I've got, and by the way, I want to thank our listeners who we've been getting so many uh, donations for prizes uh, from a bunch of Gears of War codes. Someone from... gave me judgment after I complained about it on the show because Microsoft still didn't ever give me my code. Nice. I was so sad, so thank you to So, yeah, a bunch of Gears of War codes, you. and then uh, a guy said, hey, I've got an extra copy of Halo 5. Nice. Wow. It. And so he's mailing that because it's a physical That's disc. awesome. That's awesome. And then another, a San Francisco Unlocked fan said, I've got an extra copy of Star Wars Battlefront. And he, wow, he literally dro- he dropped it off here. That is amazing. That's cool. So uh, I think our winner, this I think Steven has the choice. I'm waiting to hear back from him on email whether he's going to take the Battlefront or not. But uh, I've got, we'll have Halo 5 soon. As soon as I don't want to offer it until the copy arrives. Yes. Yep. And we've got a bunch of copies of uh, backwards compatible Gears of War games. Yeah. So Steven's question is this. Microsoft tried very hard to get Xbox exclusive JRPGs <sighs> during the Xbox 360 lifecycle. That's a fact. Each of these games originally released as an Xbox 360 exclusive in North America. However, which of the following games was eventually released on PlayStation 3 in North America? Was it Lost Odyssey, Tales of Vesperia, Star Ocean The Last Hope, or Blue Dragon? Marty, I'm going to go your way first. Ah. Given that you're just playing for pride at this point. Playing for pride. Uh, I'm pretty sure the answer is C. Star Ocean: The Last Hope. Okay, so you think it's um, C. Blue Dragon was definitely not because Blue Dragon was one of the uh, was Sakaguchi's games. So was Lost Odyssey. Uh, yeah. Yes, and those. The and Gucci- Vesperia is like infamously not on PlayStation Three. Yes, it is. Vesperia came to Japan, but not to really. Yeah, it was on PS3 wow. in Japan. Um, yeah, so I'm going with C. Okay, Star and Ocean. Mitch, you seem to agree. I also You've, went with you, C. You have written down your answer already. Oh. Destin also went with C. Also, C was, I see you. You were you had a marked there. No, I. Oh, and then he out. saw mine. Is probably what happened. No, I no, slashed no, I, it off. He, because... he has it circled. It's legit. <laughs> no, a <laughs> slashed off. You I'm were like, eliminating it's it. Not, not a. Lost Odyssey. Right. No, no way. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you are all three correct. So right. we will not have a clinch situation. Oh, man, it's gonna come down to the wire. To you. The wire. You are still in this, yeah. Destin. So I can tie it up, and then we go to sudden. You day. are still. In this, we might have a block off. You might yeah. have to bring some and extra I'm, questions. Next I will, week, just in case. I will be ready. I Count want on that. that. Okay, 
we'll go over this afterwards. I know how to do trivia trivia offs. <laughs> That's true. You are <laughs> Pardon a trivia me, I do bar trivia. No, no, no. The, 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 we'll, we'll go over this later. We'll go over it later. <laughs> I know exactly right, what you're thinking. So it's good. The number? Yeah. Uh, Stephen Forgioni, thank you so much for sending that question in, and bravo to all three of you guys for getting that one right. By the way, all of those were excellent That games. was a rad question. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was those, uh, boy, it's... Rest in peace, Blue Dragon and Lost yeah. Odyssey. Uh, Tales of Vesperia is so good. You can't say Microsoft didn't try. Yeah, you but still now have Sakaguchi's my Lost Odyssey. making Terra Battle, which is a swipey game on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> swiping game. If you would Make like, swipey. If you would like to possibly have your question chosen as the what could be the deciding question for the Dookie Trophy next week, send your Xbox-related trivia question along with four multiple-choice answers. Please note the correct one in your email. And send that where, Mitch? Mitch at IGN. No. no. Send that to, <laughs> to unlocked at IGN.com. Wait, do you just have Mitch at IGN? No, I wish I did. That'd be real good. I think Greg had Greg. That's Fran has Fran. Game. I've tried to get Destin, and they're like, you, no, you can't do that. You can't have a, this. Yeah. I don't think we're ever going to have another Destin, so I feel like. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, really? Safe. Really? I think we're okay on this one. All right. Yeah. Anyway, we will play the final unlock block next week, and someone is going home with the trophy. I'm going to leave it here, though. Yeah, I was about to say, by going home, it's going to go to someone's desk. <laughs> someone yeah. is going to have this trophy on stop, their desk you know for the next... Stop touching it. Hey, it's it not yours yet. Touch it. It's, it gives me power to get the right answers. <laughs> yeah, it gives week. you power to literally destroy it, which you have. <laughs> I, you can pull the trigger now. How is that destroyed in any way? It's a trophy. The trigger's not supposed to work. This doesn't mean it's broken. Stop violating the purity of my trophy. <laughs> oh. oh. We'll see. We'll see. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's let's go home. Yeah. Chewy, get us out of here. God, I have to be in this room for another it's hour. It's only 12.30. We're this not room, going home. This room is such a hot box, and I have to be in here for another hour right now. Enjoy. No, Are I'm you not. doing overclock with us today? Oh, <laughs> You're on the calendar. I don't think you said yes. You're here for the rest of the day. Have fun. The party's crying. <laughs> sweaty and hot. And Take smoke, off the cardigan. Like boys in this room. Yeah. Boys in the room. Boys... Yeah, it's <laughs> the uh, new scent from Calvin Klein. Uh, you, I remind you, I've I've gotten tweets of people who have who have uh, said thank you to the for enjoying the show by subscribing to Prime. I appreciate it. Go to ign.com/slash/prime. Give us your thirty dollars. We'll give you a year of an ad-free IGN. No ads in front of videos. No ads on your desktop. We would love it if you would do that to help keep us employed and keep the show on the air. So again, IGN.com slash Prime for that. Uh, follow me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. If you missed my final scored Rainbow Six Siege review, feel free to take a look at that on IGN or YouTube or whatever. And what else am I doing? Uh, Dude, what you doing first stuff? First stuff. Yeah, the month. Hot Games of 2016 thing. We got a cool little exclusive Almost every day mm-hmm. up until Christmas, for like just one game a day. Uh, there's some there's some big ones in there too. Yeah. I gotta say, there's one next next week. I think is gonna be that's gonna be the probably the biggest one. Ooh, oh, we'll see. Scoops. I have no idea. I haven't seen the calendar. I'll tell you later. All right. So yeah, just keep an eye on IGN.com on a daily basis. Check in and see what uh, cool <laughs> new thing we've got for a 2016 game there. And I throw it to Destin. Hmm. Follow me on Twitter at Destin Legary. I do Destiny content. I uh, do this top mods of the week for Fallout and a lot of little Fallout clips. I've also been streaming a lot on Twitch.tv slash Destin. She does. Channel. See a proctologist about that. Urologist, I should say. <laughs> 
Uh, but maybe Same. also a proctologist. You yes, could have other things going on. Pee pee keeps coming up. You can't stop it. <laughs> well, if you want to watch that, twitch.tv slash the destination. You're in a world of hurt. YouTube.com slash the destination. What happened to the destination? Uh, that's not owned by IGN, so I wanted to retain rights to it. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, follow me on Twitch and YouTube if you want to check that stuff out. Awesome. Marty? Uh, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Tinder, Grinder. <laughs> Porter, <laughs> Porter Hinger. Tumblr. <laughs> Tumblr. Loser. Uh, Blomper. Spacer, Blomper. Blomper. Uh, at Nick Biggity with two G's and two T's. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, I'm going to have some cool oxen-free stuff going up soon. Uh, I'm, I also co-host uh, Podcast Beyond, which is our PlayStation podcast, which is IGN's number one PlayStation podcast. <laughs> Proud of you, baby. <laughs> Uh, Did you just say IGN's number one? No, I never would have said that. <laughs> it's uh, the number. Uh, it's really. It's really. It's fun. the number fun place. And last podcast. week we had uh, Alana Pearson, who's our newest uh, toys and cultures editor, and she's incredible. True. Yeah, she'll be on this show at some point when her schedule permits. But she's mm-hmm. been a busy one. Haven't Spoilers. seen her today. She's not here. Not oh, she's that explains it. Australian. Spoilers. She's in Australia. She's Australian. Australian. Hawk. HD. She said HD. She's not here. She's Australian. Are two weird things to put together. <laughs> I was saying she's Australian, and he said that I haven't seen her today, and I replied to him that she's not here. This is like in a show where they do a flashback to the thing you just saw, yeah. and it's really awful. It's like a bottle That's episode. My life is a bottle episode. Mitch All right, as the today. train careens off the tracks, Mitch Dyer, <laughs> take us home. At Mitchie D on Twitter, I host IGN's PC podcast, Overclocked. Uh, we are working on a bunch of stuff that's really cool. Uh, if you want to see uh, stuff like Marty's uh, Final Fantasy VII in seven minutes is amazing. Yeah, she helps Zach and Denise. They're incredible. Yeah. So we're doing that for uh, Star Wars. Zach is working on Star Wars right now, and then I'm working on a companion piece to Star Wars in five minutes that is sort of everything that takes place after Return of the Jedi and before The Force Awakens if you want to get caught up on the, the journey to The Force Awakens. Get caught stuff. up, you will. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that was Grover. Shout out to Grover, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite Muppet. Uh, yeah, so we'll get you caught up on everything from the comics, the books. The Who asked everything. you, Marty? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, with that, that's uh, you'll see that right ahead of the Force Awakens. Also, without giving literally any details ever, next week we might have one of the coolest stories of the year. I'm really excited that that's nice. So, yeah. Hey, you know what I just realized? No we, we will not have a show for a while after we all see Force Awakens to come back and oh talk about it. Bummer. That's all right. We won't spoil it for anybody. Oh, we can talk about it true. after enough. I am going to come on your show, your unlock sh- uh, overclock show today, <laughs> though, and uh, drop some yeah. hot full throttle knowledge on y'all. Ooh, ooh, good because I've never played it. And I'm very excited <laughs> to learn more. I'm going to tell you about how why that game's so great. Yeah, that's it. That's gonna be cool. I need to go. I'm sweating real hard. Yeah, boys. we're leaving. <laughs> Just uh, leave. This has been <laughs> podcast unlocked episode 224. Palindrome. Join us. Hey, we'll end the year on a somewhat round number. Nice, nice um, looking number. 225. Yeah. It's actually Next an odd week. number. I, shut, up, I, shut up, Mitch. Just, shut, just shut up. And then, by the way, outtake show yeah. after that. Nice. So there will be one week where we don't have a show. We'll have a one-week break. Sue me. Listen to this one again. Or listen to another one. Just hit shuffle. Yeah, or listen, or listen to IGN Overclocked. Or listen to Serial. Or listen to my Tesla podcast, there Ride, you go. Ride the Lightning. There we yeah. go. Get... Get yourself educated on cars of the future. Vehicles. Check yes. out Fireteam Chat. No. Hey, Adam, hey. <laughs> you had your chance to plug, Destin. <laughs> no, all right, let's go home. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye, hey, everybody. Bye,
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.